Hey guys, it's your girl Jodi Ann, also known as I Go By Joe, and this is The E-Project. Let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. It's your host, Jodi Ann, and I'm here with another amazing entrepreneur. Her name is Joelle, um, aka La Petite Noob on Instagram, and welcome Joelle. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. So um, I want to know, just let everyone know, how did you start blogging? Sure. Well, it always surprises people to know that I actually was working as a funeral director at the time. And uh, I really loved that job, but it was like a really, really heavy job for me. Um, so I had, wor- I had been working in the industry for a few years and I needed something, you know, light and superficial and creative. So I started the blog. I was always a really big blog reader. So I wanted something like I wanted to be a part of it, too. So I started the blog. It was, you know, December. I just started on Blogger. I got an account. I downloaded a template on Etsy and um, I started creating content just for fun. Um, And then I, I discovered I really, really liked it. And the more response I got from people and it wasn't necessarily people I knew in real life it was you know from somebody who I'd never met on the internet who read my stuff and liked it um and that just touched me so much and the more I got that sort of response the more it motivated me to keep going oh wow yeah that's really cool (laughs) so since starting have you felt um what have you felt the biggest difference from where you were before to where you are now um well certainly the um the business side of it has grown so much. So now um, the blog is my full-time income. It's my full-time position, which I'm so grateful for. But that brings in a whole nother, you know, variety of problems and challenges. Um, also, social media plays a huge part of the blog now, too. When I first started blogging, Instagram was there, but it wasn't what it is now. It's not like the beast that it is now. So I just blogged. Um, I blog primarily, and I use my personal Instagram account for the blog, whereas now I would say my Instagram is would almost take a priority over the written blog because that's what you know, brands and PR agencies, um, that's what they want to advertise on. And the blog is kind of secondary to that. So it's interesting how it changed. And I feel like that's like a shift in the media for sure. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I've always wanted to start a blog. Um, (laughs) I recently did start one myself. Amazing. And I'm like, wow, this is definitely, I can see it is definitely a full-time job. For sure. There's so much work that goes into a blog. There is. And that's why I always tell people who start up a blog, Um, And I think we were talking about this before, too. It is okay if your end goal is to make, you know, money off of the blog or, you know, maybe get some free product. That's totally okay. But it has to be a passion project first because blogging takes so much work, you know, from your photos to editing the photos to even finding inspiration to what to write about to writing, you know, the actual copy, correcting it. It takes a long time. So if you love it, you know, it's not going to be a huge issue. But you really do have to love it because it will take a while for you to establish yourself as a blogger and to get the feedback that you need to kind of push you forward. Interesting. I think Mm. that's very important. People need to understand that, like you said, you need to definitely be passionate about it or else you're going to fall off of it. You're not going to be as consistent with it. For sure. And that's like really important that you said that. To me, I feel like the key to successful blogging is, is so simple. It's just consistency. So it doesn't matter what you're blogging about as long as you're passionate about it and you're consistent 
for me, I just think of myself as like a blog reader. I am so much more likely to follow a blogger, to follow their journey if they're consistent with their content. Because, you know, right now we are used to getting our information right away. So we want constant information being thrown at us. And uh, that's the best way to get people invested in you and your journey and your blog is just, just to be consistent. Oh, that's good. No, that's really great advice yeah. for someone that wants to start blogging. For sure. Because it looks glamorous, um, <laughs> but it's not always glamorous. It is not always. You know, I feel like, and that is like our job as bloggers, is to make the whole blogging industry seem so glamorous. And there are certainly like a- amazing aspects and perks to it. But the vast majority of the time, I'm at home by myself, you know, secluded writing editing answering emails you know posting so there's a lot of that sort of stuff that takes place behind the scenes and that's uh and that does take a lot of time for sure and I'm glad you're being honest about that because sure. a lot of people don't realize that Instagram, especially or social media as a whole, it's a highlight reel of your life. It's not what your life actually For is sure. 24 hours of the day. Not even at all, you know, and it's true um you know, people cling to the superficial because they have like deeper issues going on in their own life. And that's why I got into blogging, too. I needed something superficial in my life. But that is not my life. You know, I certainly have struggles. There are down times. I feel like a lot of bloggers, you'll see that a lot of them have kind of a constant anxiety just because they're we are kind of expected to perform and to to produce content on a daily or hourly basis sometimes. So there is a lot of stresses that go into it that way. But we would never show that on our Instagram. I would never show what was going on, you know, under the surface if something bad was going on. So, yeah, it's definitely good to keep that in mind if you're ever getting down on yourself being like, oh, you know, it seems like everybody else is like doing all these cool things and getting all these cool products. You know, there's always like lots beneath the surface. No, I think it's important because at at the end of the day, it is your job. Mm -hmm. So I think kind of separating it, although it is good to show sometimes, or even that's what stories are for. Sometimes in Instagram stories, you can kind of, if you're having an off day, it's okay to kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, But I think it's important to definitely, I think it's a professionalism thing, especially if blogging is your full-time thing. So when companies see it, they're not like, oh, she posted a sad photo. We don't want to work. I feel like that might be, it might affect it. It can a little bit. I think definitely if you're looking to work with brands, positivity is a huge thing for them. And just, you know, again, it's it's not always what it seems. Instagram stories is really good for, you know, kind of getting to know the real side of somebody. But you're right. It's always important to keep it professional. You know, there's a difference between like letting people into who you really are and negativity. And you never want to bring any negativity to yourself and your brand. Um, even not just, you know, to potentially lose clients, but just for yourself, you know, you really want to create like a a positive place that people are not worried about being judged or anything. If they were to comment on you, they want to know that you're a genuine, you know, nice person for sure. Exactly. I hundred percent. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I think if a way, a strategic way to do it would be to post um, maybe a positive word of affirmation, like a, a quote. Yeah. So that's kind of, it's healing for you and kind of showing them, you know, that you're, you may, they may not know you're having a bad day, but for you, it's kind of showing them that 
you're working through it, but not really without actually telling them. Absolutely. I think that that's that's great. Um, Yeah, just letting your audience know that something is going on, but don't feel pressured that you really have to put it all out there. I know a couple summers ago, uh, my grandmother had actually died and it was like a very long, drawn out process and that I was not in a good place, but I didn't want to put that out to my audience. So I just let them know in a post saying, you know, I am just not there right now, but I will be. Um, and I appreciate the privacy. And it was good. And and nobody pushes, you know. And I think that's important as well. You communicated with your audience right. without just ghosting in a sense. Absolutely. Ghosting is the absolute worst thing you can do if you want to take your blog uh, seriously, which is difficult because, you know, life is not perfect and life throws us so many curveballs. But If you know that you need to take some time off, you really have to be vocal about it and let people know and let them know when there's like an end date so that they know to come back. If you're to ghost, a lot of people will just assume that you're done and they'll move on. And people are so, again, with all the information, they're so quick to move on nowadays. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah. (laughs) It's sad, but... It's just, I guess it is what it is. It is. It's true. It is it is kind of sad, but that's just the world we're living in. So you kind of need to get used to it quick and learn how to make that work for you. On the opposite end, because people are, are always looking for new information, that's a great opportunity to get people into your blog, you know, by always providing new information, getting your things out there, trying to promote so that you can get it to a new, new audience. No, I think that's very important. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so my next question is for you would be, what re- what resources did you find helped you when first starting out? I found when I first started out, um, and this sounds so simple, but Google, you know, if you have a question, whether it be a technical question or even, you know, like, how do I grow my blog? You type that into Google, you will find so many blog articles, technical articles, YouTube videos, so many, so much resource at your fingertips um, and just use it and and absorb it and read as much as you can and research as much as you can. And don't um, don't try not to get too comfortable. I feel like when I first started blogging, I had my template down. I had a little rhythm going. I found that I was getting really comfortable, um, but there was so much more out there that I could be doing. So that's, you know, just keep on researching, keep on Googling, find bloggers that you admire that are very open about the technical side, follow them. Um, you know, when I first started blogging, I used to follow uh, one of my friends now. Her name is Dana Fox. Um, she, I guess, blogged for her, which is how I grew quickly. Um, but she has an amazing website called I Can Build a Blog, and it goes through the coding. It goes through Google Analytics. It is such a good resource. So just to find something like that and to really absorb it is huge. Oh, wow. That's really important. Yeah, that's really good to know. For sure. I think when you're starting out, it's so overwhelming that you're like, okay, because you start small, okay, I want to start a blog, right. and then I have to Instagram, and then now I need to put post photos, oh, I need to write, I need to, <laughs> like, it's a, it's really overwhelming, it everything, it really all the steps. It really is, and no, the, the most liberating thing to think of when you're first starting out is, like, this is your time to learn, because you don't have a lot of eyes on you, so you have the time to make mistakes, you can experiment with your content, you can do whatever you want you know take the pressure off of yourself a bit uh know that what you're doing is primarily for yourself in the beginning and really like use that for a positive way in you know trying to grow yourself rather than getting really intimidated by the fact that there's so much out there and you're you're still so small awesome yeah no that's really good (laughs) So I find as well with um, when you're first starting out, 
it's people always want obviously amazing photos. So of course you're blessed <laughs> to have your husband yeah. take all your photos. Mm-hmm. But is there other ways to get photographers or get someone to take your photo if you don't have the budget? Because you're you're literally just starting out. You don't have an income um, off of your blog yet. You're not making anything. So is there any advice, any tips you could give? Absolutely. I would say reach out to anyone and everyone that you can think of. Uh, Photographers come in the most unlikely of places. I know some bloggers that have their mom or dad take their photos, their friends. Um, Another good way is to connect with other bloggers who are just starting out because you guys know exactly what you're looking for. You can help each other out with photos. You know, maybe pick a day once a week where you guys meet for coffee, uh, maybe a couple hours for outfit photos or lifestyle photos or whatever afterwards, and then um, help each other out that way. Another untapped resource is uh, your local colleges. There's uh, typically a photography program. There are photographers that are yearning for experience and portfolio um, and are kind of growing with you. So it's a a good way to network that way. And if you connect with a photographer and you guys grow together, you can actually help each other out that way too. So don't get discouraged if you don't have a camera or you don't have somebody to take your photos. you know, ask around your friends, other bloggers, the programs. There's, they're guaranteed will be somebody who's willing to help out for sure. Oh, amazing! That's <laughs> perfect. So I know a lot of people um, struggle with that for sure, and, and that's the biggest barrier I think is just finding somebody who wants to help you. Yeah, and I think like we kind of said earlier before, um, being nice goes a long way, mm-hmm. um, and just reach and reaching out. You need to reach out, and even if you're afraid, they may they might say no just take the chance and just ask asking for sure yeah that's the best thing you can do the best thing to do you're right is just reach out and always be a nice person and never burn a bridge you know you never know where that person will be in even you know a month from now you never want to to burn a potential opportunity and you just got to think about it the way that you would want to be treated you know i i know firsthand how intimidating it can be to reach out to somebody even if you don't if you're not interested or you don't have the time you know just let them know politely but yeah um just being a nice person goes so far in this industry it really does and not judging a book by its cover oh for sure because yeah. you might not want to reach out to someone based on how they look or how they're instagram like basically what they're showcasing they may you may be like oh they're too preppy for me or she's never gonna um respond to me oh yeah it's, that's like the biggest mistake you can make to never judge it based off how they you perceive them to be for sure and that is something that i'll admit that i am a hundred percent guilty of and i've gotten better since since being proven wrong so many times um You know, I felt like I used to judge people thinking, oh, well, they're snobby and they seem like a little stuck up or I saw them and they weren't talking to anybody. And then coming to know these people and realize how amazing they are and so nice and they just are not comfortable in a big group setting or, you know, they're a little shy, too. So, yeah, you're right. Do not judge a book by its cover, you know, good or bad. Don't be afraid to reach out and don't be afraid to be genuine, too. If you're reaching out because you like that person's stuff, let them know and develop a relationship that way. It'll go so much further. I think that's and I think we're a prime example. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because, guys, I reached out to Joelle when I first went back from Ottawa in 2015 because I saw her. 
Instagram as soon as I moved back and I was like oh my gosh like her stuff is so pretty it's oh, so nice you. like she always was going to like, these glamorous really nice places and I'm like oh Colette that's how I, first, <laughs> I found out about it and I'm like oh my goodness this is so cool so then I just was like and I was just starting my own photography business at the time I had come from working under another photographer my cousin wow. um, in Ottawa so I was like let me I want to reach out to people so when I saw you I was like oh, I have to reach out I was super nervous yeah I definitely um, had to coach myself and like how to approach it but I just I did it and then right away you were so nice so friendly um, really sweet and so perceptive you were like oh my gosh thank you like super humble and like so I I, that was me taking like a chance and you know seeing what would happen and like look where we are now absolutely and that just goes to show like always be nice and always take the extra effort to look into whatever inquiry comes your way Um, because I looked at your stuff and I was so impressed and and then it led to us collaborating this way um but that took a couple years you know so it just goes to show that being nice being patient you know things come when they need to come um you just you never want to burn a bridge and you always want to kind of leave yourself open for opportunity and it, it will always result in good things for sure and be and being consistent and, and sorry being consistent and keeping that communication for sure. Always, you know, even if it's just commenting, it's so easy to keep communication now. Commenting on somebody's Instagram profile, maybe commenting on their stories, their Snapchat, their Facebook. <laughs> There's so many ways to keep in contact rather than just the traditional phone call or text message. Exactly. You're right. Just like if you've made that relationship and, and, you know, people's schedules are busy, take the time to just reach out. Takes a second out of your day. Keeps that relationship fresh. And then, like, amazing things can come about it. Exactly. So, guys... Reach out. <laughs> um, I want to know, and of course, I know the listeners would like to know as well, where did the name Le Petit Noob come oh, from? <laughs> it's so funny. To be honest, had I had known that this would have been my career, I probably would have thought a little bit more about the name. Um, but as uh, Jody Ann found out, I am very short in real life. So that's where the petite part comes about it. And noob is just a gaming term for like a newbie. So I was into games. Um, I was new to blogging. So that's where that sort of came about. And uh, as silly as the name is, I feel like I love the journey and I love where it's taken me. So I can never get rid of that name (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool um have you gotten a lot of comments on the name like oh my gosh i love your name or have you Uh, seen other people try to use it i've seen people with la petite something um never noob i think people are just confused with that (laughs) but yeah people usually respond pretty well um and it's different so it's a good way to to kind of differentiate yourself. When I first started blogging, um, Cupcakes and Cashmere was one of the biggest bloggers. So a lot of the blogs were like something and something. And I knew then I wanted something different than that. So that was my interpretation of it. Again, would I have chosen that today? Probably not. (laughs) But I'm happy to have it. And I'm just going to work with it. No, I think it's super (laughs) catchy. It suits you you so well. Like every time I hear it or see it, I'm like, la petite new. It's very Joelle. Like I love it. (laughs) That's good. That makes me happy. No, it's really nice. So when did you realize that this was something you wanted to do full time? Um, You know, what's funny is I feel like I realized it was something that I wanted to do full time very early on, but it took me a couple years to actually feel comfortable to let other people know that that was something I wanted to do full time. Um, 
when I look back at my journey, I actually realized how insecure about it I was at the beginning because I never wanted people to know that this was something I was taking seriously. I thought that they would think it was really silly. Like, how could you think that you're good enough to make this a full-time career? You know, putting all of these unnecessary judgments that I thought people would put on me. Um, And then it turns out they actually didn't care all that much, which was so liberating. So I feel like when I actually really decided I wanted to make a go of it and let people know that would have been a year ago. And that's when I started kind of organizing myself to make that my next step. Um, At the job I was working at the time, I actually decided to go down part-time for that. So that was my first step to making it a full-time position. And then that was working well, but then the blog became um, more of a business and then eventually I had to drop the part-time so now it's full-time but yeah it took about a year year and a half from when I actually like affirmed that this is what I wanted to do to actually doing it full-time interesting that's really Mm -hmm. good to know yeah it's good to it is good to let people know your intentions you know never let what you think others will think of you hold you back 100 percent mm-hmm so you um, briefly just mentioned business. What have you learned um, about the business side of blogging? Oh, my gosh. I feel like I've learned so much, and I'm just waiting for the day where I stop learning so much from my mistakes and just, like, start doing. But um, I've learned to never let your temper get the best of you, to never – to always take the higher road, Um To, again, just be a really – to be nice and open, especially with brands. Um, I've learned to really know your value and to fight for it because people will be very quick to to try to persuade you otherwise. Um, Yeah, I just learned that you need to have a lot of inner confidence to make it as an entrepreneur and as your own business because there are a lot of obstacles in front of you and you cannot let those distract you whatsoever. Oh, no, I think that's that's super important mm-hmm. to know, because I think when you're starting out, you're just like it's very overwhelming. The business side, when you think about everything, especially when tax season comes around. Oh, my gosh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot. So speaking of business, again, when you're working with brands um, or even if they if okay, when brands come to you mm-hmm. or if you go to them, is it always um, a trade? Is it more of a trade of service, more like you'll showcase their brand? Um, right for their product or they're paying you and how does that conversation happen so now I would say now for me um it there's usually some payment involved just because this is my full-time um career also payment ensures you know that they do get space on my content um I get a lot of products sent just um you know, without expectation for posting. And I feel like now the the whole industry of like bloggers and influencers is serious enough that brands understand that, that payment is involved. So that discussion has gotten a lot easier. But definitely in the beginning, I would take projects for, for product, um, for exposure, you know, and I don't regret that whatsoever because that's where I learned a lot of my hardest lessons and there was no money involved and I could, you know, know my own personal style and learn how to talk to brands that way and just get my name out there um and and then eventually it just became you know where payment was expected more payment was was expected more now payment i would say is is typically expected if there's an expectation for a blog post or a social media post oh wow yeah i didn't even know that yeah it was it was hard in the beginning um 
I feel like in the last year, especially you, that conversation has gotten a lot easier with PR companies and brands. Whereas before, I would say a year and a half ago, if a, a brand came at you with a project idea and you asked for if they had a budget, there would be a lot of back and forth and a lot of resistance. Whereas this way, it's a non-issue. You know, I think it's it's pretty commonly understood that this is the expectation for for moving forward. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to um, an up-and-coming blogger? Oh, I would say um, definitely do it. <laughs> like if, if anything is holding you back, just start. Um, consistency, again, um, trying know yourself and, and develop your own aesthetic. And don't be so influenced by what everybody else is doing, you know, do you do what makes you happy do what appeals to your eye and you'll get an audience that really appreciates that um reach out connect to other bloggers put yourself out there which I know is scary I'm also a very shy person so it's hard to really you know walk into an event by yourself where everybody else knows each other and you don't know anybody but do it I promise you it gets easier and uh and yeah just really really you know, really want it and really go hard for it and don't let anybody's perception of you or anything get in your way. I think, no, that's important. Mm-hmm. I think they need to know that. For sure. Yeah. Just, you know, be your own biggest fan. Um, be easy on yourself. Really live and breathe content would be, I feel like, my biggest tip. Like, always be collecting fo- photos. Always think of your next location. Always think of your next shoot. Just be obsessed with getting photos. I feel like that's the biggest hurdle with bloggers is the photos. The writing you can do at night when there's no light or anything. Um, but, yeah, just be, become obsessed with getting these amazing photos um, and curating an amazing feed or social channel. And uh, you will be surprised how quickly things start to move for you. No, that's good because planning is, I feel like, one of the, if not the most important thing, planning ahead, yes. planning your posts ahead yes. of time or even a month of time. For sure. Ahead of time. Just have enough content that you can sustain yourself, you know, for a couple of weeks at least. Um, mind you, I should take my own advice. I feel like a lot of the times I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but I know I produce my best work when I have planned in advance and when I have enough content to sustain me for yeah a week or two. That's when I feel like the anxiety is taken out of blogging and you can actually just breathe than write. Amazing. So what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment so far with your blog? Oh, <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Um, I feel like I've been really proud to work with a lot of the brands that I've worked with. Um, I was recently on the Marilyn Dennis show. I could have never imagined that happening. I think I look at the bloggers that I admire and that I consider friends now and who I read their blogs, you know, before I even got it started. And I can't believe that I I can be a part of their circle or their world now. Um, Yeah, I just I feel like everything is such an amazing opportunity and I don't take it for granted. And I feel like, yeah, all of those combined are, are great accomplishments. (laughs) Um, <laughs> no that's true I think yeah because it's just the experience it's the journey absolutely and you have to you know just like take it in and and celebrate the small milestones you know I feel like for me it's hard to think of my biggest accomplishment but I can definitely remember how good it felt to get to a hundred followers on Instagram or how good it felt to get my first comment that wasn't my mom on my blog <laughs> <laughs> you know those things I remember big time 
and uh, and celebrate them because they they definitely need to be celebrated and they're huge accomplishments. No, for sure. And that's so sweet. Your mom. <laughs> I know. She was leaving anonymous comments. I'm like, is this you? Was she? So, yeah, it was her. <laughs> <laughs> like she created like an Instagram with another name? Or? No, no, no. On my blog. This is before I had Instagram. Oh, your blog. Okay. She'll never admit it still, but I, I'm sure those anonymous comments were her. <laughs> oh, you know what? That is the yeah, sweetest. Yeah. My mom does the same thing. She's very supportive. Amazing. Um, and of, it's so good to have that. Yeah, no. It's, it's a good feeling because you kind of know like, okay, I'm doing something right for like sure and yeah. at least I'm writing for somebody exactly you know, it seems like at first you're doing it for nobody <laughs> so it's good that at least one pair of eyes are on there right you're yeah. like okay I got this mm-hmm. the right people like more right people will see this absolutely so my other question for you in terms of like going to events because mm-hmm. we kind of briefly discussed this before with like for diversity sure. do you find there's lack of diversity at blogging events I feel like there is a bit of lack of diversity um Certainly that is changing, though. I feel as as the industry kind of evolves, it's more inclusive. Um, I feel like it's a very bad stance to take if you get threatened by everybody else joining. I think, no, you know, the more people that join, the more differences they bring to the industry. That's good because that keeps you growing. You know, somebody who is comfortable never moves forward. You need to be slightly uncomfortable you know, when people are coming and and fighting for the same audience as you, that's good. That use that as motivation. Um, so there there is a slight lack of diversity, but I have already seen that changing, which is good from even a year ago. So I'm excited to see where in the next year where that will take us. Oh, that's that's. See, mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that for sure. That's really good because I've seen like I've seen different events. I'm um, not just that you've been to, but like other people, mm-hmm. and I find there's a like a big lack of diversity. But like I do see it slowly changing. I like it's it's happening. It um, is, yeah. and that's um, and that's just too. You know, the the more things go on, the longer time goes on, the more again like bigger the industry gets, the more people become included in it. Exactly. Even diversity aside, like for a while, it just seemed to be the exact same people for everything and and that was even before I was involved and I used to get you know I was like well why is it always the same people why can't they include some other people who maybe don't have the the follower base um and now you know I feel like because it is so much bigger there are more people involved and it's uh, it's growing in diversity and in numbers which is amazing no I think that's good I'm really mm-hmm. happy yeah there is <laughs> no, definitely like an audience for everybody I think no for sure I mean yeah, exactly. There is the right audience for this certain type of people mm-hmm. because not all bloggers are one and the same. Not at all. So not everyone's a fashion blogger. Not everyone's a food blogger or, um, I don't know, like an athletic blogger. Someone that does like for more sure. fitness, fitness yes. blogger, I should say. So it, I do see it does make sense for some events to be exclusive in terms of what the theme is. For sure. Yeah, that yeah. I understand. But when they're having an overall blogging event, I feel like they need, definitely it's important to have a little bit of everybody in there. Yeah, I think there is a big, um, there's a big kind of movement within bloggers now um, to create more of a community because the more that we come together as a community, the better it is for us as an industry. Um so that I've seen a shift. I've seen people really take like a hat in that and and bring all of these different people from different backgrounds, from different genres, from different, you know, everything together. And when we're all together, we all get along so well. And it's so amazing. You know, you just have this like one like minded goal and it does not 
matter who you are or where you come from you know we're all focusing on the same goal and that goal kind of unites us and drives us forward exactly I 100% agree Mm -hmm. and it's because especially because it's Toronto yes we're such a melting pot of diversity yes it was like one of the biggest most diverse cities Mm -hmm. in Canada yeah so I want to say world but I'm gonna say Canada (laughs) (laughs) so it just makes sense to see different faces at these events for sure and I think that you will in the next like year you'll see that starting to change I definitely have seen it starting to change um yeah they're you know people they want to identify with you know others and yeah just the common goal for sure and especially um Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was I going to say? Okay, yeah, and I was going to agree with you on that. Um, I was going to say at events, it's definitely important to, it'll help with collaborations. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it, it does. And, you know, find your people is what I would say. And don't, again, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Your people will come in the, the strangest of places. You'll find a connection with somebody, um, you know, Find somebody who drives you, who motivates you, um, you know, that you can go and get photos together. Um, I feel like when I first started, I used to drive Brian, my husband, crazy because I'd be dragging him to all these things around the city just so I can get cute photos. Um, And now I have a group of amazing blogger friends that I do that with and they motivate me because they're they're just they want it as badly as I do. So. Yeah, definitely, like, find your people, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, find that common interest, and, uh, yeah, just go with it. No, that's good. <laughs> I think that's very important. It's key. Especially, it'll help you, not only you grow, it'll help them grow. For sure. You're building, you're building each other up. You're building a community at the end of the day. Absolutely. You have to think that the better, you know, your your colleague does, the better it is for you, too. Um, you want people to succeed. Um, we want, you know, this industry to succeed. So try to build each other up rather than, you know, tear each other apart. But I, I don't see a lot of that, the tearing apart. I feel like the blogging community is very, very supportive of one another, especially in Toronto. So we're very lucky that way. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, that's really good to know. And I think brands see that. And I'm noticing it, the change in brands in terms of diversity. Mm-hmm. Brands are starting to, even the way they, um, their ad campaigns, you're seeing all faces. Like, so I'm really enjoying that as well. Me too. And also, too, uh, like men and women, too, yes. which is, you know, um, there is just space for everybody, honestly. You know, so I and, and don't ever let your own insecurities. I felt like before I wanted to start a blog, I'm like, well, I just want to wait until I get my new haircut or because maybe I'll lose a little weight. You know, don't let any of that get in your way. You know, you have a voice. You have something to offer the world. You know, go out there and get it. No, I think that's important. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so what would you say, um, what does being an entrepreneur mean to you? Like, what's your definition of an entrepreneur? Oh, um, my on, my definition would definitely be somebody who is self-reliant and not just for, you know, the money, but mostly for like the motivation for, yeah, the motivation I feel like is the big part of being an entrepreneur because nobody is going to be there, you know, double checking, checking behind your back, you know, seeing that you're working up to par, giving you projects. That's all stuff that you have to do for yourself, which can be really good, but can be really scary as well. So, yeah, I feel like I'm a, an entrepreneur is somebody that is extremely self-motivated. 
Interesting. No, mm-hmm. I think that's good. That's a good definition. Because, I mean, there is, there is like, they have the formal definition, but it's evolved and changed so much, the word entrepreneur. Absolutely. And it's funny because even myself, I don't, I don't even know if I would classify myself as an entrepreneur. But when I think about it as being, like, a very self-motivating, you know, self-reliant person for the sake of their business, then I could see myself fitting into it for sure. Interesting. Um, what do you recommend? Um, sorry, would you recommend mentorship for like when starting out in blogging? Like, I absolutely. Um, I don't know how many bloggers would be receptive to the word mentorship um, simply because of the schedules. Um, so it does have to happen organically. But I am a big believer in finding somebody that you truly admire and you know. And using them as motivation and inspiration. So for me, when I first started again with Dana Fox and the Wonder Forest blog, I just, I thought her stuff was amazing. And I thought she was it for bloggers. So when I was able to guest blog for her, for a couple posts, it was amazing. It was a, it was a great opportunity for me. And, uh, you know, while I, I never like considered it a formal formal mentorship, I would think that that like mentored me because I was just so driven and inspired by what she was creating. Um, she was really big on shareable content. So I became big on shareable content. And that's how I got my numbers up. And that's how I got my stuff out there to a, a broader audience than um, than just like Toronto. So oh, cool. yeah, yeah, just so mentorship in a way that you find somebody and you find, you know, what they're about and you use that to to kind of tailor your own stuff. Um, certainly, I find there's like a, a fine line between, you know, like inspiration and and copying somebody. So just make sure that you're not, you know, kind of encroaching on that. But yeah, if, if, if I always think if you like somebody and you like their stuff, let them know, you know, because that's how you start that relationship for sure. Good. No, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Because when you're first starting out, you it's very easy to accidentally copy because you don't because you love that style that look sure. so much that when you start your own stuff you're like i'm you don't you don't even almost it's almost it's very subconscious absolutely but you have to really watch out for that because you don't want it to you when you look at it, you're like oh wow this is way too similar for sure yeah just watch yourself i know i was you know guilty of that but as you grow and evolve you'll find your own voice and your own style so you're right just be conscious of it so that you know to grow and to be like okay this is how i'm starting off because I really like this person's stuff but I know I want to do my own thing so yeah just be aware for sure because that is that is definitely a very sensitive topic between bloggers because there is no you know copyright things like that is it's a big gray area when you're producing your own content so nobody likes the feeling of being imitated that's for sure no definitely not (laughs) definitely be careful of that for sure so when you first started um to get your name out there even more, do you find referrals helped you? Like when someone would repost your stuff or like tweet you or recommend you in a maybe a Snapchat or Instagram or even on Facebook. Yeah. Did that help get your name out there even more? Absolutely. That's a, that's a huge thing. Shout outs are a huge thing. Collaborations are a huge thing. Um, you know, don't let yourself be discouraged if you aren't getting those, you know, shout outs. Create them for yourself. You know, find people around the same area as you or the same level as you blogging, get together, do a photo shoot, get together for coffee, feature each other in each other's Instagram stories, you know, um, 
their audience is different than your audience. You help each other, and that will ultimately be the way that you grow for sure. No, that's that's good to know. Yeah, I know a lot of people have that question, like, um, like how do I get myself out there even more? So I think that's very important for to sure. Know. And it's important to do, you know, people around your area so you can grow together. Exactly. Um, yeah, and just yeah, just mention each other as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's important. So when working with brands, then, um, what did you? What would you say is like your strategy for reaching out to a brand that you like? I would say, um, I mean, definitely be as genuine. Um, don't don't reach out with a, something that looks like a template. I mean, I'm sure like everybody has like a basic template, but tailor it to their specifics. Um, really let them know why it would be a good fit for you. You know, it's not enough for you to just let them know that you're interested and hope that they look at your Instagram page or blog and agree with you. You want to tell them why. Um and don't be discouraged if you get a no. You know, I've definitely gotten some no's and it hurts at first. But you know what? They turn into yeses later on because, you know, the timing just wasn't right or you've grown or something like that. So, yeah, definitely just be as authentic. Really show them why you would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um and also, too, if you're not hearing back from the brands, it could be because they're using a PR agency um, and that's who kind of intercepts those sort of emails. So, you know, really do some research into which PR agency represents the brand that you're most interested in. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. No, yeah. that's really good. If, even if you do just a general, like, Toronto PR agency search, you can see their list of clients. And you can, it's just, you know, middlemen are not great, but it's a great way to kind of reach out to somebody that's a little bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of lead you in the right direction, for sure. Interesting. So how important, because you kind of like tied into my next question, how important is it working, how important is it to work with a graphic designer? Oh, um, I would assume that would be really important if like graphic design is a lot um, like in your aesthetic. In terms of a media kit. Oh, yes. A media kit. Yeah, it is so important to have a media kit. Um, Actually, it's funny. I'm actually working with somebody to kind of amp up my media kit because when I first started, I I knew I needed a media kit, but I didn't know how to go about getting one. So I just downloaded a template off of Etsy. It was $15. Looked really cute. Got all the information in there. But now I need somebody to personalize it. So, yeah. Um, and, and the bloggers, I feel like, who have, like, perfected the art of branding and everything, they have worked with uh, professionals to get them to that level too so it is it's important again like within your budget it's not you know essential but it is a very important way to to kind of really tailor your stuff oh perfect and i'm glad that you mentioned the etsy because that's a great resource for it someone that doesn't have the budget resource. for sure you can get almost anything for maybe under 30 dollars and uh and it will be enough for you to start as a base and you will grow with it and you will customize it the way you want to in the years to come. Um, but again, something that held me back for a long time, that there was just such a simple solution on Etsy. I had that my blog set up, but I didn't like the layout and I didn't know enough about computers to change it. So that really held me back. But then I just got a cheap layout on Etsy that I thought was really cute and you know, since I've gone through maybe six or seven layouts for my blog. So it is not the end all be all, you know, it's just something to get you started so that you can start producing that content. And that's probably the same for your website. What did you use when you to first build it for someone that was on a budget? 
for me, if you're on a budget, I feel like Blogger is, is, is such a good resource. It's owned by Google, so it's already, you know, you're searchable. Um, you don't have to pay for hosting. You don't have to pay for anything. Um, you do have to buy your own domain if you wanted without the blog spot on it, but that can be purchased really inexpensively on GoDaddy. Um, yeah, Blogger is a wonderful resource for people who just want to start out who don't have a lot of money to pour into their blog. Um, and and it's also a good resource for people who want to start out that aren't necessarily the most tech savvy. That's why I went there and I, I'm I'm still on Blogger. I love it. Oh, good. Yeah. No, that's a really good thing to know because when you're, again, when you're starting out, you are on a budget. You're not really making income yet. For sure. And income, so that's really good. Yeah, there is, you can start this without any money you know don't let anything hold you back if you don't have a friend with a camera or can't connect with anybody use the camera on your phone the most important thing about this is light just commit to taking your photos in natural daylight against a consistent background um with your phone and yeah you're good no, that's good. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing to know. For sure. And I love how passionate you are when you talk about your blog or just just uh, blogging in general. I, you know, it's what, really I, like it's really refreshing. Thank like it's, you. It shows in your voice and even your body language and. Oh, good. Yeah. To me, I feel like blogging has been such a blessing for me. It like really pulled me out from like a dark time. It's really giving me a purpose that I never thought was possible. Um. So I encourage anybody who's thinking of doing it to really go and and go and give it your all and you know don't let anything distract you and yeah you will you will be so shocked to see how far you've come in even just a year's time. Amazing. <laughs> so a couple more questions and we'll sure. be done. <laughs> this has been such a great interview guys. I'm so happy that Joel's here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm been happy really to be fun. Here. No, it's been really fun. Um is there a specific collaboration like your dream collaboration do you have someone oh my gosh my dream collaboration would be girls trip someplace down south vacation you know that would be my dream collaboration would be like a trip with like some of my best blogging friends um creating content in like a beautiful location for like maybe a resort um yeah that would definitely be my dream collaboration oh that's so fun <laughs> you know what's interesting i'm glad that you said that that's very like that just shows your personality and how humble and how just how encouraging you are to even wanting to grow the people you know how you like to grow with them yeah because some people might have said which i mean there's no pro like there's nothing wrong with saying you know my biggest collaboration would be working with uh, this major brand yeah but i like how you incorporated your friends like yeah. that's really special that says I, a lot about you oh thank you i find that once you get into this and this is almost everybody you become so obsessed with getting like amazing content that there is no greater feeling than knowing that you just have amazing photos to share with your readers and your followers so you know if somebody were to present me with a week's worth of amazing content or like a Chanel bag I would get greater satisfaction from that week's worth of content just because it, I feel like it feeds me more so that's the way that I look at it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love you, Joelle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> and of course, guys, you didn't get to meet him, but you will when you see the photos. Her amazing dog, Fritz. He's the most <laughs> handsome, 
diva I have ever met. He is such a diva. <laughs> he took a long time to warm up, but eventually, yeah, he a was. Little bit. <laughs> he was. He was right into those photos too. At one point, we had to wrestle him off of the couch because he wanted to be in there. So. And that that's and that's special. Yeah, it is. He's he's pretty insane. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, thank you so much for coming, Joelle. Oh, thank you for having me. Honestly, the uh, last question that I have yeah. is: I ask everybody at the end of the, every interview. What is the one thing you cannot leave the house with minus your cell phone? Okay, well, that's good because I forgot my cell phone. <laughs> so, and I'm still alive. So that just goes to say um, I could not leave the house without. Hmm, that's a hard question. If I couldn't have my cell phone, I would want my camera. Okay, perfect. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's how I would say that. Awesome. Thank you again, Joelle. Oh, my goodness, guys. You have to check her out. Um, I'll leave all of her information at the bottom of the blog. But uh, Joelle as well, let them know right here and now where Absolutely. they can find you. You can find me on my website. It's uh, com. My Instagram is at, hash, or at lapetitnude, so L-A-P-E-T-I-T-E-N-O-O-B. I also just started a YouTube channel, so you can find me. And that's just my first name, which is Joelle, or first and last name, Joelle Anello. Awesome. Yeah. Check her out, guys. She's awesome. She's funny, oh. super sweet, and a little bit gangster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just a little bit. She, she's, she's dope, guys. So check her out. All right, guys. So um, until next time, um, out. Bye. Bye, <laughs> Bye guys.